Hello everybody and welcome to this week's podcast with the news from the Mediterranean and the world on migration and politics. We'll start with Italy. On the 17th of June, Italy has agreed to take in 86 people found drifting in the Mediterranean last Wednesday. The migrants were rescued by a small private vessel, Nadir, owned by the German NGO Rescue Ship, which refused to hand them over to Libyan authorities. The 86 people, among them children and three pregnant women, have been taken in by Italian authorities after they were rescued on June the 16th. On the 18th of June, Italy was to sign and is to sign a protocol to bring 500 migrants from Libya to Italy uh, via a humanitarian corridor run by religious charities. This was announced by the Interior Minister Luciana Lamorgese. She also called for Europe to hold constructive dialogue on migration because the problem of migration, I quote, cannot be handed over to rival countries alone, end of quote. The move was announced during a conference in Rome called Governing Migration, the Best Practice of Humanitarian Corridors. The accord involves the UNHCR and will also be managed with Rome's community of Sant'Egidio and the Valdigians. We'll go to Israel. On the 16th of July, Gaza sent incendiary balloons and Israel launched airstrikes on Gaza in response. That was the first major flare-up between Israel and Gaza since a ceasefire on May the 21st ended 11 days of heavy fighting that killed 260 Palestinians, according to Gaza authorities, and 13 people in Israel. The incendiary balloons, which local firefighters said caused around 20 fires in southern Israel, were sent as more than a thousand ultranationalist demonstrators bearing Israeli flags poured into Jerusalem's flashpoint old city on Tuesday. The US and UN had called for restraint before the march, which the government of new Israeli Prime Minister Naftali Bennett had authorized. Hamas had threatened reprisals of, uh, over the march, which celebrated the anniversary of Jerusalem's reunification after Israel captured East Jerusalem from Jordan in 1967 and annexed it, a move not recognized by most of the international community. Quick news on Iran, where the ultra-conservative Ibrahim Raisi became the new supreme uh, leader's favorite president. He has been elected with almost 70% of the votes. Voter turnout was estimated at 48.8%, the lowest ever recorded for a presidential election after reformists called for a boycott. Raisi is a trusted confidant of the Supreme Leader Ayatollah Ali Khamenei, who was one of his seminary instructors. As a member of the judiciary for more than two decades, including as deputy prosecutor of the Tehran Revolutionary Court in the late 80s, he served as a judge in a series of political trials in 1988. By the end, hundreds of imprisoned opponents had been executed. Raisi's critics still reproach him for his role in the executions today, but his past gives him legitimacy in the eyes of Iran's powerful conservative population. 
In Algeria, again elections. Algeria's uh, National Liberation Front Party won last weekend's parliamentary elections with a reduced number of seats and the lowest ever turnout at uh, 23%. According to initial figures, the FLN, the North African country's single party for decades and the main component of the outgoing parliament, led with 105 out of 407 seats. The result comes somewhat as a surprise, as the party had been considered moribund after the rule of ousted former autocrat Abdelaziz Bouteflika. The long-running Hirak protest movement, which ousted Bouteflika from power, had boycotted the vote, as with a con- uh, constitutional referendum in November that gave additional powers to the presidency and the army. Libya on the 15th of June, Sea-Watch reported that 200 women, men and children were illegally deported to Libya. The people rescued on June the 14th by uh, Vostriton were transferred against their will on Libyan patrol boats and brought back to Tripoli. Humanitarian rescue organizations are accusing the supply ship, the Vostriton, of participating in what they call an illegal pushback to Libya in which migrants rescued from a drifting boat were handed over to the Libyan Coast Guard. This is now the first time that the Vostriton has been involved in migrant rescue in the central Mediterranean. In February of this year, the Vostriton had rescued 77 migrants and had also on that occasion wanted to take them uh, back to Libya, but eventually brought them to Porto Empedocle in Sicily. Croatia, on Saturday, June the 19th, over 100 people protested against the violent pushbacks of migrants allegedly conducted by Croatian police in Croatia near the border with Bosnia. Their demands were to stop deportations of migrants and to cancel Frontex border operations. Spain, on the 18th of June, at least four people, including a child and a pregnant woman, have died after their boat capsized near Spain's Canary Islands. Emergency workers and residents rescued 45 people, including at least seven children, and worked overnight, recovering the bodies of three adults, one of uh, them a pregnant woman and a boy. This is what the Spain National Police stated. 110 people in two boats reached the islands of Fuerteventura and El Hierro on Friday, according to the Canaries Emergency Services. On a European level, activists, captains of rescue ships and about 80 human rights organizations across the world have launched an international campaign calling for the European border agency Frontex to be defunded and dismantled. The campaign coalition includes Sea-Watch, Mediterranea Saving Humans, Juventa 10, Baobab Experience and Alarm Phone. The European policies have killed over 40,555 people since 1993. This is what they state. The launch of the campaign to abolish Frontex coincides with plans to expand the agency. Frontex has secured a 5.6 billion euros budget until 2027 with plans to increase its armed border patrols. Its budget has grown by more than uh, 7 thousand percent since um, 2005 and the new resources will help by equipment such as ships helicopters and drones ethiopia on monday june the 21st ethiopians began voting in a closely watched election taking place as famine grips the war-torn tigray region and doubts linger about the twice delayed vote 
That is the first election test for Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed, 44, who rose to power in 2018, championing a democratic revival in Africa's second most populous country and a break from its authoritarian past. The Nobel Peace Laureate, who freed political prisoners and welcomed back exiles, promised his this election would be Ethiopia's most competitive in history, free of the repression that marred previous ballots. Some 38 million Ethiopians are registered, but many will not vote on June the 21st, with polls not going ahead in close to one-fifth of the country's uh, almost 500 constituency. Some areas were deemed too insecure, plagued by armed insurgencies and ethnic violence, while in others, logistical setbacks made arranging a vote in time impossible. There is no election date set for Tigray, where UN agencies say that 350,000 people face famine conditions and atrocities have been documented. Uh, the conflict has been dragging on for more than seven months now, damaging Abiy's standing as a peacemaker and overshadowing a vote meant to broadcast his country's democratic intent. The polls will also be closely watched by regional rivals, Sudan and Egypt who opposed the Grand Ethiopian Renaissance Dam, a massive hydropower project on the Blue Nile, they say threatens their water supplies. And with this last piece of news, we thank you for your attention and we're looking for you uh, listening to us next time as well.